Hello and Merry Christmas. I'm sure uh, you've probably opened all your presents already and had Christmas dinner, seen your relatives, all that good stuff. Uh, probably even played your Christmas games already and you probably are sitting there admiring your favorite present that you opened. Um, but now uh, in this podcast, it's time for our Christmas special. And this is a special special because it's a double up. It's it's well, technically, it's the same story twice, but it's two different versions, um, back to back, and if, um, if you at home, who are, if, if, if you, if you listening from home, sorry for the stutter, if you are listening from home, um, you may or you may not have the same copies of these books that I'm about to read from. And I thought it would be fun to do an activity with these books where if you happen to have the same book, be sure to take a minute and grab it before we begin um, and get it ready, open it to the first page and everything. And whenever I go to turn the page, I will play a certain little tone or tune to let you know that the page is being turned um, and you can read along with me. So uh, let's take a listen and find out what the tone is to listen for, okay? So listen for this, turn the page when you hear this. Okay, so that's our page turning tone. Now I'll give you a minute or two to go see if you have the book. And if you happen to have the book, um, I'll, I'll give you the titles right now. Um, if you have The Polar Express, The Movie, The Magic Journey, The Deluxe Storybook with the full color poster, um, go and grab that one. And if you have the regular classic Polar Express, um, written by uh, Chris Van Alsberg, um, take a minute and go and grab that one, okay? So the Polar Express, the Polar Express by Chris Alsberg, and the Polar Express: The Magic Journey. Just take a minute and go and see if you have both of these or one or the other. And when you come back, uh, we'll just, you know, follow along and turn the pages together. Okay, that sound good? Okay, so you have a minute to go grab them now. Starting now.
Okay, are you ready? Are you all settled in? Okay, we are starting with The Polar Express by Chris Van Allsburg. On Christmas Eve, many years ago, I lay quietly in my bed. I did not rustle the sheets. I breathed slowly and silently. I was listening for a sound, a sound a friend had told me I'd never hear, the ringing bells of Santa's sleigh. There is no Santa, my friend had insisted, but I knew he was wrong. Late that night, I did hear sounds, though not of ringing bells. From outside came the sounds of hissing steam and squeaking metal. I looked through my window and saw a train standing perfectly still in front of my house. It was wrapped in an apron of steam. Snowflakes fell lightly around it. A conductor stood at the open door of one of the cars. He took a large pocket watch from his vest, then looked up at my window. I put on my slippers and robe. I tiptoed downstairs and out the door. All aboard, the conductor cried out. I ran up to him. Well, he said, are you coming? Where, I asked. Why, to the North Pole, of course, was his answer. This is the Polar Express. I took his outstretched hand and he pulled me aboard. The train was filled with other children, all in their pajamas and nightgowns. We sang Christmas carols and ate candies with nougat centers as white as snow. We drank hot cocoa as thick and rich as melted chocolate bars. Outside, the lights of towns and villages flickered in the distance as the Polar Express raced northward. Soon, there were no more lights to be seen. We traveled through cold, dark forests where lean wolves roamed and white-tailed rabbits hid from our train as it thundered through the quiet wilderness. We climbed mountains so high it seemed as if we would scrape the moon, but the Polar Express never slowed down. Faster and faster we ran along, rolling over peaks and through valleys like a car on a roller coaster. The mountains turned into hills, the hills to snow-covered plains. We crossed a barren desert of ice, the great polar ice cap. Lights appeared in the distance. They looked like the lights of a strange ocean liner sailing on a frozen sea. 
There, said the conductor, is the North Pole. The North Pole. It was a huge city standing alone at the top of the world, filled with factories where every Christmas toy was made. At first, we saw no elves. They are gathering at the center of the city, the conductor told us. That is where Santa will give the first gift of Christmas. Who receives the first gift, we all asked. The conductor answered, he will choose one of you. shouted one of the children, the elves. Outside, we saw hundreds of elves. As our train drew closer to the center of the North Pole, we slowed to a crawl. So crowded were the streets with Santa's helpers. When the Polar Express could go no farther, we stopped and the conductor led us outside. We pressed through the crowd to the edge of a large open circle. In front of us stood Santa's sleigh. The reindeer were excited. They pranced and paced, ringing the silver sleigh bells that hung from their harnesses. It was a magical sound, like nothing I'd ever heard. Across the circle, the elves moved apart and Santa Claus appeared. The elves cheered wildly. He marched over to us and, pointing to me, said, "'Let's have this fellow here.' He jumped into his sleigh. The conductor handed me up. I sat on Santa's knee and he asked, Now, what would you like for Christmas? that I could have any gift I could imagine, but the thing I wanted most for Christmas was not inside Santa's giant bag. What I wanted more than anything was one silver bell from Santa's sleigh. When I asked, Santa smiled. Then he gave me a hug and told an elf to cut a bell from a reindeer's harness. The elf tossed it up to Santa. He stood, holding the bell high above him, and called out, The first gift of Christmas! A clock struck midnight as the elves roared their approval. Santa handed the bell to me and I put it in my bathrobe and my bathrobe pocket. The conductor helped me down from the sleigh. Santa shouted out the reindeer's names and cracked his whip. His team charged forward and climbed into the air. Santa circled once above us, then disappeared in the cold, dark polar sky.
As soon as we were back inside the Polar Express, the other children asked to see the bell. I reached into my pocket, but the only thing I felt was a hole. I had lost the silver bell from Santa's sleigh, from Santa Claus's sleigh. Let's hurry outside and look for it, one of the children said. But the train gave a sudden lurch and started moving. We were on our way home. It broke my heart to lose the bell. When the train reached my house, I sadly left the other children. I stood at my doorway and waved goodbye. The conductor said something from the moving train, but I couldn't hear him. What? I yelled out. He cupped his hands around his mouth. Merry Christmas, he shouted. The Polar Express let out a loud blast from its whistle and sped away. On Christmas morning, my little sister Sarah and I opened our presents. When it looked as if everything had been unwrapped, Sarah found one last small box behind the tree. It had my name on it. Inside was the silver bell. There was a note. Found this on the seat of my sleigh. Fix that hole in your pocket. Signed, Mr. C. I shook the bell. It made the most beautiful sound my sister and I had ever heard. But my mother said, oh, that's too bad. Yes, said my father, it's broken. When I'd shaken the bell, my parents had not heard a sound. One time, most of my friends could hear the bell, but as years passed, it fell silent for all of them. Even Sarah found one Christmas that she could no longer hear its sweet sound. Though I've grown old, the bell still rings for me, as it does for all who truly believe. All right, now that's the end of that one. Um, but before we do the Polar Express, the movie, the magic journey with the full color poster, the deluxe storybook edition, um, I would like to take this time out to allow you to pause the podcast or allow a parent to pause the podcast um, so that you can go get a snack or a glass of water or go use the bathroom and then come back and if you have the Magic Journey version of the Polar Express, please keep that with you when you get, well, keep that here or wherever you want to place it before um, you get back. And uh, then just come, go do what you need to do, settle, it, settle back in, grab the book, and get ready to read. And the tone for turning the page will be the same as the tone used in the Polar Express before this. So just go do what you need to do and come right back. All right, I'll wait starting now.
All right. If you're all settled in and you have your copy of the Polar Express, The Magic Journey, then let us begin. Years ago, on a snowy Christmas Eve, a boy lay quietly in bed. He was waiting, waiting for the jingle of Santa's sleigh bells on the roof. He wanted to believe that Santa was real, but deep down he just wasn't certain. If he heard the sound of sleigh bells and saw Santa, then he would be sure. Only then... The boy finally drifted off to sleep, and then a bell rang out. The boy sat up in bed and looked at his clock. It was exactly 11.55. Suddenly, the whole house began to shake. A blinding light poured through the window, and a thunderous roar filled the air. The boy quickly put on his robe and slippers. He ran outside to see what was causing the commotion. Was it Santa? As the steam cleared, the boy saw a huge train sitting in front of his house. A conductor stepped out of a passenger car. All aboard, he cried. All aboard the Polar Express, bound for the North Pole. The boy hesitated. The North Pole? Could it really be true? There was only one way to find out. He climbed aboard. Excited children crowded the car. As the train lurched ahead, the boy met two other passengers, a girl and a boy who seemed to know everything. This train is a Baldwin 284S3 class Berkshire type steam locomotive, know it all announced. It's a magic train, the girl said. We're going to the North Pole. As the train pulled out of the boy's neighborhood, the conductor came around to collect their tickets. To his surprise, the boy found one in his pocket. The conductor punched it, and when the boy looked at it, he saw that the conductor's punches had formed the letters B and E. Now that was strange. The next stop, the train paused in front of a sad-looking house with a lonely-looking boy out front. The boy watched as the conductor stepped out to talk to the lonely boy. The conductor asked the lonely boy if he wanted to come aboard, but the boy shook his head no. The conductor sighed and got back on the train, and the wheels began to move. Through the window, the boy could see that the lonely boy had changed his mind. He ran toward the, t- he ran toward the train, trying to catch up. The boy wanted to help the lonely boy. Stop the train, he yelled, but nobody heard him. So the boy did a bold thing. He pulled the emergency brake. The train screeched to a halt. 
The lonely boy jumped on the train but went to sit in the, in the observation car all by himself. When the conductor found out what had happened, he forgave the boy for pulling the brake and ordered the waiters to bring hot chocolate to everybody. The conductor and the girl decided to bring some to the lonely boy. The boy saw that the girl had left her ticket behind and it hadn't been punched yet. He ran between the cars to give it to her, but the wind whisked it out of his hand. The boy felt terrible. The conductor looked grave when he found out that the ticket had been lost. You'll have to come with me, young lady, he told the girl. He'll probably throw her off of the train, said Know-it-all. The boy knew he had to save the girl, so he went to pull the emergency brake again. But just then, he spotted the girl's ticket. The wind had blown it right back into the train. Now he just had to get it back to its owner. The lonely boy told him that the, conduct told him that the conductor had taken the girl to the roof, so the boy climbed up. It was snowing hard. The boy looked for the girl, but instead found a hobo sitting in front of a roaring fire. I am the king of the North Pole, the hobo said. The hobo put on his skis, hoisted the boy onto his shoulders, and started to ski across the snowy roof of the train. The boy could barely see in the blizzard. We need to hurry, the hobo yelled. We have to get to the engine before we reach Flat Top Tunnel. They jumped from car to car as the tunnel got closer and closer. It looked as if they weren't going to make it when the king yelled, Jump! The boy jumped and landed in the coal bin just in time, but the king had vanished. The boy crawled through the coal and came out into the locomotive cab. There, the girl was sitting on the engineer's bench. She hadn't been thrown off the train after all. They put me in charge, the girl announced happily. You can help too. Blow the whistle for me. The boy tugged the cord and the train whistle sang out. I wanted to do that my whole life, the boy shouted. The boy looked out the window and saw two strange men. They were changing the bulb in the headlamp on the front of the engine. That's Steamer, the engineer, and Smokey, the fireman, the girl whispered to the boy. They showed me how to drive the train. Suddenly, Steamer yelled out, Stop the train! Ahead of the train was a massive herd of arctic caribou crossing the tracks. The girl pulled the brake just in time. When it was safe to keep going, the train charged ahead, but then a pin came loose from the brakes. 
The train raced up and down the hilly track like a car on a roller coaster ride until Steamer and Smokey fixed the brake, bringing the wild ride to a safe end. The conductor and the children climbed back on top of the train, and the boy gave the conductor the girl's ticket. The conductor punched two letters in it, L and E. Then he led them back to the passenger car. The boy and girl went looking for the lonely boy and found him at the rear platform of the observation car. He was softly singing a song. I guess that Santa's busy, cause he never comes around. I think of him when Christmas comes to town. Presents for the children wrapped in red and green. All the things I've heard about but never really seen. No one will be sleeping on the night of Christmas Eve. Hoping Santa's on his way. When Santa's sleigh bells ring, I listen all around. The herald's angels sing, I never hear a sound. And all the dreams of children, once lost, will all be found. It's so much fun when Christmas comes to town. The best time of the year when everyone comes home with all this christmas cheer it's hard to be alone putting up the christmas tree with friends who come around it's so much fun when christmas comes to town the boy and girl realized why the lonely boy was so sad and lonely he had never had a Christmas tree or even a Christmas present. Then the conductor called out to them, Look, you three, we've reached the North Pole! distance, the sparkling lights of North Pole City came into view. As they got closer, the boy could see that Christmas lights covered every building, every bridge. The tall clock tower read exactly 11.55. Where are the elves? the girl asked as the train came to a stop. They are gathering in the center of the city where one of you children will receive the first gift of Christmas, answered the conductor. So everyone, please exit the train and line up. The boy and girl were at the end of the line and then realized that the lonely boy had not left the train. They ran to find him, but when they climbed onto the observation car, the boy accidentally hit a lever that disconnected the car from the rest of the train. The observation car raced backward at rapid speed. 
The boy tried to pull the brake, but it was too heavy. Then he felt a ghostly presence behind him, helping him stop the train. Was it the king? Before he could find out, the car stopped in a strange round room with seven tunnel exits. Which tunnel do we take? the boy asked. I hear a sleigh bell, the girl said, pointing to one of the tunnels. Let's take that one. I hear it too, said the lonely boy. The boy couldn't hear the bell at all, but he kept silent. He followed the two friends into the tunnel. The tunnel led them to the great gift sorting hall. One present whizzed by on the conveyor belt. The boy read the name and address out loud. Hey, the lonely boy said, his voice filled with excitement. That's my present. The lonely boy jumped on the conveyor belt to grab the present and disappeared right through a hole in the wall. The girl and boy jumped onto the conveyor belt after him. On the other side of the wall, they all spilled out into a gigantic sack of gifts. Suddenly, the gift sack began to rise into the air. The boy looked up and saw that it was carried by a zeppelin driven by elves. Let's climb up, the girl cried. But the lonely boy would not leave the sack until he found his present. And there was another surprise for them hidden in the pile of gifts. Know it all. I want to make sure I'm getting everything on my list, he said. The zeppelin sailed toward the town square. Soon it was time to descend. The elves let helium out of the zeppelin, and it sank lower and lower. But it sank too low. The giant toy sack was about to crash into a Christmas tree. The elves had to act fast. Dozens of elves jumped from the zeppelin using tiny parachutes. That did the trick. The newly lightened zeppelin lifted up again, clearing the top of the tree. It made a safe landing in the square. The boy and girl and know-it-all slid down to safety, but the lonely boy still refused to leave without his present. Don't worry, a kindly elf told him. It's in good hands. The friends joined the crowd of children waiting for Santa. The sound of trumpets filled the air, and then the elves led eight reindeer into the town square. Each of the reindeer wore a harness of bells that shook as it moved. Isn't that the most beautiful sound, the girl asked, but the boy couldn't hear the bells. Why can't I, he wondered. Then the elves sang out, Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. 
He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's here. I see him, screamed the children. The boy couldn't see over the crowd. Was Santa really there? He felt awful. Now he would never get the proof he so desperately wanted. He would never truly believe. Suddenly, a bell flew off one of the harnesses. It soared through the air, and the boy caught it. He shook it, but heard nothing. The boy closed his eyes. Everyone else heard the bell. Why couldn't he? All at once, he knew. They could hear the bell because they believed. The boy thought about his amazing journey to the North Pole, the rush and roar of the train, the kindness of the conductor, the song of the elves, the help of his new friends. All of those things were real, and if they were real, Santa must be too. I believe, the boy whispered. Tingling, the bell softly jingled and the boy heard it. I believe, the boy said to himself more confidently. The bell rang again, louder this time, and the boy heard every joyous sound. He opened his eyes and saw Santa standing over him. What is that you said? Santa asked. I believe this is yours, the boy stammered. He handed the bell back to Santa. Santa smiled. Why, thank you. Ho, ho, ho. It was time for Santa to choose the boy or girl who would receive the first gift of Christmas. He pointed right at the boy. Let's have this fellow right here, Santa said. The boy couldn't believe it. Santa asked him what he wanted, and the boy knew just the thing. He whispered in Santa's ear. Santa smiled and handed the sleigh bell to the boy. The first gift of Christmas, Santa cried. The boy put the bell in his pocket. Then he watched as Santa flew off in his sleigh. The conductor punched their tickets as they boarded the train again. He added more letters and the children saw that this time they spelled out words. Know-it-all's ticket read learn. There is always more to learn, the conductor told him. The lonely boy's ticket was magical. The word on it kept changing. First it read depend. When he turned it over, it read rely. Then when he flipped it over again, it read count. The conductor said because you can depend on, rely on, and account on your and count on your new friends. The girl's ticket read lead. 
I'd follow you anywhere, ma'am, the conductor said, smiling. The boy had a feeling about what word would be on his ticket, and he was right. Believe. As the train chugged away from the North Pole, the boy reached into his pocket to take out the bell. It was gone. His pocket had a hole in it. The boy felt terrible, but there was no time to look for his gift. The train reached its first stop quickly, the house of the lonely boy. This time, the house didn't look so sad. A decorated Christmas tree twinkled in the front window. The lonely boy raced inside and came back out holding his present. Santa had delivered it after all. The boy's, ne the boy's stop came next. He said goodbye to his new friends. As he stepped inside his house, he saw someone else waving to him from the roof of the train, the ghost of the hobo. The conductor then waved and yelled to the boy, Merry Christmas! The next morning, the boy raced out of bed as soon as he woke up. There were stacks of presents under the tree, including one special, one special present with the boy's name on it. The boy unwrapped the box. The first thing he saw was a note. Found this on the seat of my sleigh. Better fix that hole in your pocket, Mr. C. The boy smiled. A note from Santa. And underneath, silver and shining bright, was the sleigh bell. The boy gave the bell a shake. Too bad, said his mom. It's broken. The boy's parents couldn't hear the ring, but the boy and his sister could. They smiled at each other. When the boy grew up, he rang the bell every Christmas. And every Christmas he heard its beautiful sound because he never stopped believing. The bell still rings for him to this day, as it does for everyone who truly believes. Okay, so that was, that concludes our Christmas special. That's the end. Um, I hope everyone sleeps well, has sweet dreams, and has a very good night, and I hope that you all had an awesome Christmas. And, well, just one last time before you probably go to sleep, Merry Christmas. <laughs>